young people from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part, too. <laughs> They're doing their part. Are you? Join the mobile infantry and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Shut up and breathe more popcorn. Shut up and breathe more popcorn. Waka waka guys, welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. It's your boy Nicho back at it again to talk to you guys about 2004's Super Troopers 2, Hero of the Federation. So sit back, relax, squash a few bugs in the kitchen, and come on back as we get into this sequel. After a word from the sponsor. Ha. Huh. Are you a female between the ages of 23 and 25? Do you not know who your birth father is? I, Philip J. Duncan, may be him. Do you reside in the San Antonio area? More specifically, did your birth mother used to sell colognes, botanical oils, and other fragrances? at the Mission Flea Market during the years of 1995 to 1997? If so, I may be your dad. I just got in contact with someone who informed me I could be your dad. And I'm very, very hopeful to find you. Please follow me on Instagram at philippov dot t slash eight four and you will see photos of me with my current family and you will see the love and cherishing moments we share together and you could be a part of honestly I do not like the fact that I have a daughter out there that I do not know and honestly I don't want to get child support alerts taken or money taken out of my bank account. So, please, get into contact with me and I would love to see you and be a part of your life. And honestly, if your name is Ashley, that would be ironic because I do also have a daughter named Ashley. So please, don't be named Ashley. Thank you. Like I said in the intro, guys, I'm getting to get into Starship Troopers 2, Hero of the Federation. This one came out in 2004, and it is basically set in the same universe as the first film. Now, if you remember the first film, Johnny Rico was the central character. Here, he does not make a return. Here, we have a total different squad of soldiers, and uh, yeah, so... Right off the top, I'm over here on Rotten Tomatoes and I see its score of 12% on the audience side. So, yeah, the people did not like this movie. No, I did a little research and say a little research I got on the Wikipedia. It's basically a TV movie, more than likely came out of the Sci Fi channel. But, um, you know, it's got some familiar faces on here. I mean, 
I mean, you got Richard uh, Berge, I guess they say his name. He's been in some things. Uh, you get the beautiful Kelly Carl Carlson. I was gonna say Clarkson, Kelly Carlson, who people may know remember her from Nip Tuck and uh, the uh, John Cena movie The Marine. Uh, we also get uh, what was the uh, we had we just talked about him in a previous episode, Mr. Ed Lauder as General Jack Shepard. So yeah, so let's get into it. As a whole, this movie really isn't that bad. I mean, yeah, it's a TV movie, and so yeah, some visuals maybe look a little shoddy, but the bugs look about the same. Um, The story is original in a way that, you know, these bugs have adapted and, you know, changed up their their attack method. Only in the sense of the, uh, the, you know, long story short, they've got human infecting bugs now. So they're not just these giant, you know, weird, erect, I don't even know how to describe those bugs from the movie, but... You know, those big giant bugs. They're now they're these, you know, human infesting, almost like the thing. If y'all remember that movie from the eighties, the thing. Um, but yeah, so we see this squad. They're fighting this this horde of of, of bugs. They're basically on. I mean, their last uh, their last stand almost. Um, the majority of these these troops, they, I think three or four of them stay back. To fight off this horde and to, to leave an opening or make an opening for the rest of the soldiers to to get to this little, uh, I want to say like a barrack or some sort of of uh, some sort of uh, stand or something, outpost I think I don't know. Uh, so as they make their way out there, they're led by I guess the psychic of the of the troop or or the psychic of the of the squad. A, uh, some kind of sergeant and there's a lot of sergeants captains generals there's a lot of that those terms being thrown out in this movie so I really couldn't tell you who the fuck is what other than the fact that oh there's a blonde who's naked half the time and there's two dark-haired women who kind of are bossy one of them is very recognizable her name is Brenda Strong uh, I can't really think of anything else she's been in but she's you know you, you see her and and another person that was in this movie is the guy who comes out in Tokyo Drift as the bad guy. Uh, he's also in Chicago Med, and he's also in a couple other movies. Um, but this is 2004, so this is kind of crazy. And a couple other faces that you would recognize from TV shows and whatnot. Um, so yeah, so you get in this squad, you got, you know, you got a private who's kind of afraid to fight, and you get... I think it might be the main character, the female uh, shepherd. No, not shepherd. Her name is Sahara. Sorry, her name is Sahara. A lot of S's in this fucking movie. You got Shepherd, Sandy, Sahara. Like what the fuck? Um, so anyway, they get to this barrack. They got okay. Jumping around. So you got three chicks, four dudes. I think four or five dudes. Um, so they make it to the barrack. They're attacking, or they're they're holding back uh, these bugs, and uh, right before those bugs come to attack, they're kind of like kind of feeling for where they're at, and you know, trying to figure out, you know, is there anything salvageable here? Is there anything we can use to maybe call for help or anything? 
and they realize they come to some sort of prisoner in in one of the barracks he's he's being and this is the I said his name earlier Richard Bergy Bergy he's he's a captain VJ Dax who has been imprisoned for killing his commanding officer and so who knows how long he's been here they don't really say exactly the time but I mean he's able to survive with nobody being around to help you know feed him or anything like that so maybe he's you know who knows how long he's been there uh fucking badass i mean he's basically a one-man army um so anyway so they those those bugs start to attack uh sahara so they left him there and then sahara goes back and frees him because she's like she admits to having some psychic abilities and she just had intuition so so she claimed and dax was able to help get I think it's like a some sort of defense mechanism on that on that area that building, and uh, it drops it basically drops a bunch of these napalm bombs type of deal and just do 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 and like fucking kills all these surrounding these bugs and then on the perimeters there's like these this like electric fence type deal that they get started they get uh, able to to work while they're doing that the general I think it was a, yeah the general. Uh, who I said was what Ed Lauder, his name is Shepard. He is coming towards the building with three with three people. Um, granted, one of his one of the people was one of his, and she died. But the remaining three are people that he says came out of nowhere to help them. So that's that's a little sketchy because it's not part of their their crew, but they are humans and they're fighting, and so. Uh, at the time, nobody knows what's going on, like who these people. But I don't know the, the freaking weird technical dude kind of was like uh, kind of sketchy, and he he's he's also familiar in this film. Uh, he's let me see if I can find his name in the movie is called Pick, and he's played by if I can find the motherfucker's name J P Mannix. Um, people may recognize him from Community. Reno 911 and a plethora of other things uh, but he's kind of like this stuttering tech guy and and came off a little weird because especially so like that Kelly Carlson chick she was the one that was like knocked out or whatever and they were bringing her bringing her to the uh, to the area so she wakes up and it's like this bitch did not fight any fucking wars her hair is done like all badass She's got a little makeup on. She's, you know, she's a hot chick from Nip Tuck. So, the fuck is she, like, like, what the fuck? At the time, nobody knows, especially the audience, that these motherfuckers are infected. These are the motherfuckers infected with these bugs that, and, and so, the plan is, and spoiler alert, <laughs> that they're going to infect everybody here in this little squadron, and then when they get rescued... They're going to infect those motherfuckers and they're going to try to basically infect the higher ups at the very top. Like this general is going to be like, I need to talk to the president, commander in chief, whatever. And so the bugs are like throwing these little freaking Trojan horse attempt. And uh, and so throughout this movie, you know, they get the fence, electric fence going. They have a little hiccup with the door. 
but they're getting it situated. All the while, you know, the initial three people, eh, one, two, yeah, it was three people, they start infecting. You get the one guy, no, 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 excuse me, the chick, Carlson, or her name is Soda in this movie, so I'm going to keep saying Carlson. So, Private Charlie Soda, she's the one that walks from Nick at half the time, the whole, almost half the time in the movie. She seduces the first guy, and I guess he was he was basically with this other this other chick, and so I think it's Sandy, yeah, uh, Sidreen Holt, played by <clears throat> excuse me, played by Sidreen Holt. Anyway, so she's in some stuff too. Um, this is the worst fucking description of on a podcast. Yeah, this part you you'll recognize her. I don't fucking know what she's in, but you'll recognize her. She's you know, it's 2004. This is pre whatever else they helps boost their careers. Uh, so soda implants or infects the first guy. Uh, Horton is is that guy. So the other guy, Griff, sees that Sandy's kind of all but her because. Her boyfriend is banging the blonde chick. He goes and infects her. They also uh, infect, and by they I mean uh, pet guy. He and they infect this the the fat guy of the group. Another another recognizable actor. Um, they infect him. Now there's five of them, and they kind of form this little star outside, and they kind of start getting their plan together it's like we're gonna affect all these motherfuckers and then you know we our plans are ready to go at the same time the sergeant dill who's this who's the psychic that we that i talked about that's part of the the crew he's kind of being a dick towards dax and he's being a dick towards sahara but sahara at the time like she even talks about having a little psychic power when she was abilities when she was younger but they then kind of do it all the way he breaks out the news like, well, yeah, females usually lose their psychic ability once they hit puberty. And then <clears throat> he later on he had, uh, discloses that, you know, usually it's been seen or whatever that females who lost it during puberty when they get pregnant tend to get their abilities to come back for that during their pregnancy because she, she finds out she's pregnant, uh, the baby daddy's dead. And, and so, but she's starting to have these visions too. She's starting to have these visions. She touched the uh, the Griff guy, who's like the medical, the medical guy or whatever, and sees that she's having the same visions that Dill is having. Now, now Dill, Dax, and Sahara are starting to like, they're like the remaining three because by this time everybody else has been infected. Um. So when Dill goes to report to Shepard, he gets up there. He sees that Soda has already, it's like butt naked, covered in blood. She's already infected him. And then he gets flanked by the other infected people. And they don't infect him. They just kill him. They say, fuck this motherfucker. Cut his throat. Now, the private Billy who cut his throat. He was the one that was kind of like, oh, you can't fight. I don't want to fight. I don't know. Uh, he was given a knife by Dax. Dax gave him his his blade. 
And so he uses that blade to kill Dill. <laughs> and at this time, the only, there's one remaining person that doesn't have, that isn't infected. And that's Sergeant Rake, played by Brenda Strong. <clears throat> Everyone else is infected besides those three people. Well, she's convinced that, okay, well, Dax, is, you're arrested. They're going to put him back in the, prison, in the prison cell. They do that. Then they start to, uh, and by they, I mean the infected, start to, you know, let's just finish this whole thing off. We got these three other motherfuckers left. Let's infect them. Uh, Sahara escapes for a little bit. Then they end up infecting Rake. Rake somehow survives just enough to fight back. She gets infected, yes, but she starts jamming like these these needles of, of I'm gonna say epinephrine. I don't fucking know what they. She she starts sticking herself with these needles, syringes, and she starts to fight back. She kills she kills about two or three of the motherfuckers. She she beat the fuck out of that uh, sandy chick with the frying pan. She cut Holton's fucking he- Horton's head off and stuffed his Stuffed it in the microwave with the bug, and the bug exploded like a burrito. Um, at the same time, she makes a way to rescue Dax, or free Dax, but instead of, you know, telling him, hey, or like, she doesn't like, she just opens the door and she tells him that the bugs are in, and she shoots herself because she's infected. Um, at this time, the only remaining people that are normal is Dax and Sahara. Everyone else is fucking infected or dead. Then they they realize, you know, they Shepard, everybody's compromised and, you know, the plan is, you know, Shepard to go up to the higher-ups or whatever, whoever the commander-in-chief or whoever, and infect them. So they make their way around to find them. They end up killing everybody else. They burn Soda to death. She's still screaming, talking shit, butt-naked, of course. Oh, <laughs> fucking, um, they kill the remaining two guys. Uh, and then Shepard, Sahara goes after Shepard up to the roof. At the same time, the bugs have gone through the electric fence. The electric fence doesn't work no more, and they're just like zombie apocalypse climbing up this this building. Uh, she's about to get got. Here comes the rescue, the rescue chopper. When I say chopper, the rescue sp- spaceship. And he's about to kill. Shepard's about to kill Sahara. Dax shows up and just unloads on this motherfucker. Like, kind of reminds me of like a Judge Dredd type of feel or like a Punisher because he's got these big ass guns. I think this dude would have been an awesome Punisher. You know, yeah, it's already 2004. We got the Tom, Thomas Jane version. But maybe if they made one, a TV Punisher movie back in the day in the 2000s, he would have been, he'd have been fucking perfect. Or even Judge Dredd too. Um he unloads. He he kills the shepherd. He falls. Shepherd falls off the building into the, the the bug horde. Bugs are coming everywhere. Dax gets Sahara on the uh, the uh, escape pod, and these these other soldiers are like, you know, you you just killed a general. You you know, he's already, you know, on death. You know, ready to be executed because of the whole commander killing deal from earlier. From before the movie or whatever, when would put him in prison to begin with? Uh, he's like murderers or something about murderers don't go home or it's like so he basically says you need to take her to safety. Whatever she's high priority, she has information intel. 
get her the fuck out of here, you know, and uh, don't worry about me. I'll, you know, he could have went with them, but at the same time, yeah, they're, they're not going to believe. Who knows? Because eh. it's not really explained if there's, if these human infected bugs maybe infected Dax's group of people and maybe that's the reason why he he knew this and that would have been a pretty badass piece of information to put in the movie. Now again this is just the I guess the in cut, theatrical cut. Maybe there's an extended version, deleted scenes. Maybe, you know, they play with that. I don't know. It would be badass to have that more of that detail more ingrained in the movie. You know, because like why did you kill your commanding officer? Oh, he was a dick. Well, maybe he was infected. He was the only one that knows. It was the first person who, I don't know. Or maybe he's infected. That would have been a nice little swerve at the end. But no, in the end, he, he last stand, you know, he, he dies basically. It, it, it's not shown on the, in the movie, but it's implied. But I mean, come on, he's shooting with, he's going to run an ammo, you know, that whole deal. Um, the movie has that, there's not a lot of that Starship Trooper propaganda stuff that we'd see in the first film. And that, I forget the, the director, the director of the first RoboCop, I forget his name, Paul Voorhees. Oh, I'm going to butcher this shit so bad. Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> uh, so like in those movies, the whole propaganda cutscenes and stuff was like, oh, I'm doing what, it was, it was very cheesy. And they have that same at the end of this movie, but it's not as, as I guess it's not as played out. I can, I'm not played out, but it's not as extended as some of the, the, the ones in the first film, you know, like the epilogue, how they talked about the brain bug and all this other stuff. This one's more like, yeah, Captain Dex, this and that. He's the hero of the Federation. They're keep, they're basically buttering him up or like, and this is a recruitment video that we notice at the end. They don't talk about, oh, this treasonous act or whatever that had him imprisoned. It's more along the lines, you know, we we owe Captain Dex our our the neck the you know, this next advancement in the the war against the bugs and all this other shit. Um and at the end of this movie we see Sahara kind of there in the recruitment. I, it's never said why she was there. Maybe she walked by. It says here in the Wikipedia that she was probably asked to be there to speak to the recruiters or to the temporary, I mean, the potential recruits. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but one of the recruiters there kind of kind of does this stupid cheesy line at the end where she's holding the baby and he's like, uh, you know, basically can't wait for you to join the fight against the bugs we need uh more meat for the grinder he said something pretty fucked up and she just kind of looks at him like this mother like what the fuck and he kind of laughs or whatever he's got this weird ass mechanical arm i think that's like a little easter egg to uh um the first movie i forget the guy's name it's not rico yeah whatever but yeah then there's a third film who brings rico back which is probably probably I don't know if, what the rating on that one is. Probably better than this one, because if it wasn't, I'd be talking about that film. Uh, all in all, this this movie wasn't that bad. I mean, it's was, it was pretty pretty fun. I mean, uh, Homegirl was, was naked. I haven't really seen her in a lot of things since 
since you know the mid to late 2000s uh obviously like i said she was in nip tuck that was that was a really cool show uh she was in that marine movie and that doesn't see anything here that she's anything that she has been in anything since 2013 yeah like the last movie says here it's in 2020 she was it was called the reason but yeah uh i'd watch it i mean if you want to see something that's tied to the starship trooper uh universe uh the first one's probably the best one because it's it's so it's that what that what I say Paul Hoyvin I say it's fucking name fucked up but it's like, kind of like that RoboCop feel not the RoboCop feel but like that the editing the the feed, you know that whole propaganda stuff um, I, like I said I've never seen the third one um, I'm tempted to to find it I don't know if it's streaming or anything but um, yeah this one this one, like I said it's certainly not a bad movie but it's it's a TV movie and most of those kind of suck. I uh, don't see any audience critiques on here. All I see is a bunch of critic critiques. Uh, there's some good critic reviews. There's one that says, uh, in the end, all it really is is a guilty pleasure. Uh, this one says, isn't Vorhoven's, I said his name fucked up, uh, original, but it's still pleasing second coming for the bug squashers. Uh, so, yeah. really wish they probably... Did more Starship Trooper movies because, I mean, it's a pretty badass, pretty badass franchise. But that's gonna be it, guys. So stay tuned for the outro. That is it, guys. That is the episode. I want to thank you so much for checking it out, and I want to encourage y'all to check out some of the older episodes if you're new to the podcast or if you've been rolling with me since the beginning. I tip my hat to you, and I. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, some things on, on the horizon. Uh, the next episode after in a couple of weeks will be the last episode of the season. More than likely, uh, I might just make this the last episode and next one be like a uh, best of of the season six. Haven't made up my mind with that one yet, but... I might just drop an episode and then drop a best of season season six on uh, the week before the new season. But uh, damn, am I on season six? Yeah, I think I am. So season seven is going to start in January of 2024. So that is, uh, I think that's about it, guys. Uh, I have some news to to express but as of right now, it hasn't been any, there hasn't been many talks other than initial agreement. But um, Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn is going to be joining the Creative Control Network. Uh, if y'all are fans of the Keeping It 100 podcast with Disco and Conan, uh, y'all know producer of that podcast by the name of Jojo Feeney. He This Creative Control Network is his podcasting network. And uh, he's asked me to join, join it. And if I can learn from anybody, I'd rather it be from Mr. Feeney himself on how to monetize this podcast better than I have been, a lot better than I have been, and uh, and to you know push it out there a little bit further. 
with the, these networking uh, accounts that I've, I've managed to meet and, and be a part of on the Twitterverse, a.k.a. X. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I know there's a, he had a couple of openings come up because his, I think it was the Francine ECW Francine podcast and moved over to iHeartMedia. And so I'm not saying I'm going to move to anything bigger. I mean, obviously Francine is, is a big personality, but, you know, pushing this podcast in, the, in a direction where I can monetize it and maybe grow on it. Um, I love what I'm doing as I'm doing it right now. Microphone sounds good. You know, using using uh, programs and equipment on the computer instead of a mobile device. Um, compared to some of the, my early episodes, which I was using a mobile device, um, you know, I'm happy with this setup. I've been using this setup for the last year and a half or so, and uh, there's no there's no quitting here. The mic, like I said, the microphone works. Um, so yeah. So that's what's going on in the world of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. Haven't done an extra butter episode. Maybe I might work on something. I had a, saw a few trailers that dropped this past week or so. So uh, you never know. Go like and subscribe that sister station. Uh, and of course, hit up shutuppopcorn.com, the link tree link. You know, it's probably the best way to find all the links to social media and, and the podcasting feeds. And uh, so, yeah. With that being said, guys, again, I want to thank y'all and remind you, if you ain't laughing, you ain't living. Take care of yourself and the people you love. Nanu, nanu. Peace.